0: Okay, let's be honest here. Seriously, how many times have you told yourself, I will start working out and eating healthy tomorrow and end up not doing any of the two the next day? Because in your defense, you have no motivation. Plus, who could resist that gooey and moist chocolate cake begging you to eat it? I mean, it's okay, no judgment here. Been there, done that. RIP to those workout videos we saved during the early days of quarantine. Hmm. I think this is a pretty common scenario, right? Which is why for this episode, we will talk about why it happens. Welcome back to another episode of Get Psych, Psyched. an educational podcast where we talk about the basics of psychology to prepare you for your AB or BS psych journey. I'm the one, the only, the one and only Julie. And together with Philippine Normal University Psychology and Counseling Society, we will be talking about motivation. Don't forget to subscribe to PNU PCS social media portals for more updates on our podcast. That's PNU Psychology and Counseling Society on Facebook, at PNU Psych Council on Instagram and Twitter. If you like this podcast, go ahead and hit like and subscribe. Let's get started! Going back to the chocolate cake. <laughs> I mean that working out and eating healthy thing. People weren't able to push through their into goals. Would say, "Well, I wasn't feeling it. I didn't have the motivation to do so. in motivation, please. Maybe I'll start tomorrow." These are also the reasons for those tasks we keep promising ourselves we will do, but end up not doing. Motivation plays a big role in this, but what is it really? And how does it contribute to the realization of our goals and actions? Let's start at the beginning and define it first. In simple terms, motivation is a force that drives us to do something. It may be instinctual, like eating because you felt hungry from that smell of freshly cooked sinangan. It can also be incentive-based. I'm sure we all remember forcing ourselves to sleep in the afternoon, back when we were kids in exchange for playtime, merienda, or whatever our parents promise us. For me, that turon was a game-changer. Seriously, I better stop talking about foods if I want to achieve my balik the goals. because hello, new year, new me. Okay, I'll be serious now. So, motivation is a popular topic in psychology. In fact, there are a lot of researches conducted about this. But for this episode, we will focus on the basics, on the foundation theories first. Psychologists have six views regarding motivation. Let's start with the evolutionary perspective. I have already mentioned instinct before. Instinct is derived from our biological makeup. All thanks to our biology, we have these innate tendencies that we do not need to learn. Perhaps this is more apparent in babies. I mean, ever wonder how they know to suckle on mother's breast right after they were born? No one could possibly teach them that, unless babies have their own seminars about being a baby inside the womb. Hmm. Yep, that sounds like the plot of the film, The Boss Baby. Anyway, this action is because of our instincts as human beings. To seek food and nourishment they exist to help us survive but of course we recognize that we are not just pure instincts we act and behave not only because of this we each have unique experiences that may or may not push us to act on these urges with this we go now to the second theory that focuses on drive reduction by clark hall he stated that motivations come from our drive to reduce our needs. Drive is a state of tension caused by our biological needs. Our main goal is to reduce this. When we feel hungry, we experience a state of tension. We then do something to remove this by eating. So, feeling hungry is the drive, and eating is a drive reduction behavior. In addition to reducing our needs, We are also motivated by incentives. These are either positive or negative stimuli that entice us or stop us. Remember doing something because you want to achieve a reward? What about not doing it to avoid punishment? Well, the idea behind this is based on the incentive theory of motivation. It can either be extrinsic or intrinsic. Extrinsic motivation is when we do something because we want to earn a reward or avoid punishment. Some people work out to earn a reward to achieve their goals. These goals may be achieving an ideal weight or getting that bikini body. While some work out for the sake of it because they enjoy doing so. This is what intrinsic motivation is. Now, most would say intrinsic motivation's effects are long-lasting. But that doesn't mean extrinsic motivation is not effective. Extrinsic incentives are particularly helpful to complete a task that we find unpleasant. Remember that sleeping in the afternoon example? We found naps unpleasant when we were younger. And we endured it because of a promised thing after. Hmm. That just made me want to go back in time. Back when our only concern for the day was how we could force ourselves to sleep. Okay, okay, things are getting sappy here. But seriously, what we wouldn't give now for those refreshing naps, right? Anyway, what about sacrificing sleep, even if you feel sleep already? This is where our third theory, the theory of optimal arousal comes. According to this, we are motivated to achieve that balance between stimulation and relaxation. The goal is to get that optimal level of arousal. This is closely related to the drive reduction theory, but instead of reducing drives, we seek that just-right balance. As sure with most of us spending our time at home, our arousal levels may be low. We seek the stimulation of going outside. But of course, let us remember that with what's happening now, we are prohibited to do so. Luckily, there are plenty of activities we can do at home to become stimulated. For many, this includes binge-watching their favorite shows. Probably why they sacrifice their sleeves, just to know what will happen with their favorite characters. But of course, let us remember that our optimal arousal levels vary. We have varying priorities that we put in our needs and activities. Some may prioritize their sleep over watching. And speaking of priorities, let's now proceed with perhaps the most famous theory of motivation. I'm sure you're familiar with Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This is the humanistic theory of motivation, based on the idea that we perform various actions to achieve certain needs. These needs are illustrated in a pyramid with different levels. While there are debates concerning the top needs, most psychologists tend to agree that we have three big motivators. These are sex, hunger, and the need to belong. Maslow believes that we need to achieve these three first. In the exceeding need of esteem to reach self-actualization. Our main goal as humans is to be self-actualized. This is characterized as a realization of one's potential and full development of one's abilities. Our abilities play an important role in our last theory, the expectancy theory of motivation. This suggests that we formulate expectations about what we think will happen if we predict likely-positive outcomes, we feel motivated to do it. This theory mainly lies in the belief that we have the ability to produce an outcome. So if people feel like they lack the skills or knowledge to get their desired outcome, they will be less motivated to try. While people who feel confident about their skills will likely try to reach that goal. For example, Azure Plan T tests considered things first before getting their plans. One of this is if they possess a green thumb. Those who think they have it are likely to persist with their goal and be successful in taking care of their precious plants. So, quick recap. We have talked about different theories of motivation. We started from automatic motivation, from our instincts to something that involves more thinking, the expectancy theory. Remember that on their own, these theories are not perfect. Each has its own strengths and weaknesses. But when taken together, they help us understand what pushes us to do something. So next time you feel like giving up on a project or an activity, evaluate your motivation. Reflect on your motives and goals. From there, decide whether what you're doing is still worth continuing or it's best to stop already. After all, there are still a lot of other things and activities we can spend our efforts and times on. Again, this has been the one, the only, the one and only, Judy, your psych buddy for this episode. For more updates on Get Psych Gen Psych, remember to follow PNU Psychology and Counseling Society on our social media portals. That's PNU Psychology and Counseling Society on Facebook at PNU Psych Concept on Instagram and Twitter. If you like this podcast and haven't hit like and subscribe, It's never too late to do so. And always remember that your feelings are valid. You have every right to feel whatever you feel.